Our featured guest today is Michael Guyman. He is the vice president of the Tucson Metro Chamber. Now, their footprint is larger than just the city of Tucson. It covers the, the region, pretty much the county, I think, was, would be a fair assessment, although they do uh, have, uh, I think, uh, businesses from uh, outside of that that are members. They've been very active uh, since the, uh, the pandemic has put uh, businesses into a, a tailspin. And I wanted to, to reach out to talk about their efforts, but really wanted to focus on the role they're playing with Pima County's new Back to Business Task Force. We spoke about this briefly last week. Chuck Huckleberry put together a task force with uh, government officials, healthcare officials, private sector, public sector, all these folks coming together and creating uh, subcommittees to look at how do we go about getting back to business. There are no dates, there are no timelines, and we're just starting to see the, the uh, creation of the process. Well, Michael Guyman sits on that task force and has been involved since day one, so I wanted to get his input from that. So here's my interview with him from Friday. This is Michael Guyman with the uh, Tucson Metro Chamber. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, Michael Guyman, Vice President of the Tucson Metro Chamber. Happy to be here. Well, Michael, before we get into uh, today's topic, which is really kind of how Tucson's in Pima County is going to get back to business, um, tell me a little about yourself. You, you've had a, an interesting career in Tucson that led you to your current role with the Chamber. Sure. I'd be happy to, Tom. I am a native Tucsonan. I was born at UMC and went to you know, grade school, high school, graduated from the U of A, political science. I was one of the few that actually used his political science degree, uh, so I'm very happy and proud of that. I'm kind of doing a 360 here. Uh, was their local lobbyist uh, back in the day, 23 years ago, I think now, and today I'm back at the chamber as their vice president, and in, the, in between all of that, I was chief of staff to a Tucson city council member, city council member Fred Ronstadt, for the eight years he was in office. I was the executive director of the Metropolitan Pima Alliance for three years and then worked for Sun Corridor, Inc., our economic development organization for seven and a half years, which gave me a lot of really interesting experience in why companies choose Tucson, uh, things that we have to do as a community to maintain and bolster our competitiveness. So that was very fascinating experience. Uh, I learned a lot because it was somewhat of a deviation from all of the politics that I had been involved in. Uh, but now I'm back at the chamber, have been there for almost two years now, and very excited to work with Amber and the team to, um, to help uh, grow and expand our business community. Well, and I, I knew it was going to be a, um, a long intro because I, I know you and I know your history, but I thought it was really important to put that on the, on the table so that we get a sense of, of the a type of expertise that is uh, working through some of the challenges we're seeing here in, in the area regarding um, economic development and, and sustainable uh, economic practices. So just overall, uh, maybe from the beginning of March till, till today, which is May 1st, and this is gonna air on, on Sunday the, the 3rd, clearly Tucson has undergone a, um, a significant change. And when I use Tucson, I mean the metropolitan area. I know your, your members don't just exist within the city limits, you're all over uh, the region. Uh, but we've, we've seen a significant change kind of, if you could briefly, kind of talk about the Chamber's different 
uh, efforts underway and kind of how they've been pulling together uh, to help members and non-members alike? Sure. Well, it has been a challenge. Uh, you know, and the, we're, we're not too unique from other communities. Every, every community in the country is going through uh, very similar challenges than, than, uh, compared to what we're going through. What, what I would say, though, is that we as a chamber reacted almost immediately. Uh, once we were getting indications that whether it was locally or statewide, we were going to see some of these um, shutdowns of non-essential services, uh, we reached out to all 1,500 members. Uh, we did this, believe it or not, by calling all 1,500 members. Uh, we, we didn't think that email was enough. Obviously, there were some that we weren't able to get a hold of, so we emailed them. But we were able to get in touch via phone uh, to almost all 1,500 members and really have a conversation with them about what what they were going through. Um, I had the dubious honor of talking to all of our hotel members and, you know, this is March. This is one of the best months for hotels in Tucson. And they were seeing 98% occupancies go immediately down to 22% occupancies. And some hotels, uh, you know, losing business uh, that they had scheduled through the remainder of 2020. So lots of challenges out there. Hospitality and restaurants were immediately hit uh, the hardest. Um, so we... Uh, we started gathering the information. We wanted to make sure that not only our, our members, but the business community at large uh, understood the programs, the state and federal programs that were being unveiled. Uh, obviously, a lot of that was in the form of the CARES Act. Uh, we wanted to make sure that, uh, and really scream from the rooftops, that these programs are available. And we started, we immediately set up daily webinars, our Knowledge at Noon series, and we front-loaded that with individuals who could talk um, directly to businesses about the programs that exist out there so that we can get those businesses enrolled in those programs, whether it's loan programs or the PVP program. We wanted to make sure that we got the information in their hands and the right steps um, to, to do that. Um, the individual who's been a big help in all of this has been our board chair, Tim Medkoff. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to say it's serendipitous because I would never want uh, a, a, an event like this ever to happen again. But our board chair being a an employer attorney has been extremely helpful because he has been able to spend a lot of his time helping us get the right information into, into all these uh, companies' hands um, so that they're making the right decision for their for the future of their business. And at what point did you guys start uh, working remotely? I mean, how, how long have you been doing this from the comfort of your own homes? So so we started working remotely on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So it's been almost six weeks now that we, uh, the chamber staff, have been working remotely. Uh, we want to, you know, abide by all the guidelines and, and set an example and try to figure out ways in which we can, from a remote perspective, assist all of the, the companies. And the other interesting thing, too, Tom, is that, you know, we do talk a lot about our members, um, supporting our members. We obviously, you know, it's our goal to have uh, all the businesses throughout the region become members of the chamber. Um, but we don't want to pick and choose. Uh, and we have been getting calls from businesses that are not members but they know the resources that the chamber has 
And so even though they're not members, they have called us and leaned on on us for that support. And we have been giving it to them. We want to make sure that, like I was saying earlier, all of this in the the community are are treated well and uh, get the help that they need. And I think the idea of leading by example, if if you're trying to help businesses navigate this, it's I think it's important that those with the giving the guidance have figured out how to do it themselves. And uh, you guys have done a really good job with that. I know uh, across the board, your staff has been involved in a tremendous amount of efforts that are underway, conversations with uh, those raising money, conversations with those distributing the money, conversations with those trying to manage how that money is coming in from a state or federal level. Uh, it's been impressive to watch from, a, from an outside perspective and uh, knowing how, how invested someone like yourself is in Tucson, I think is important to understand this isn't just about doing your job. It, I, I get the sense this is something that means a lot more to you and to the staff. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Tom. And, and yes, I, I, like I said, I was born here. I plan on spending the rest of my life here. Uh, so it's, it's my community. I want to make sure that, that we are doing the things that lead to bigger and better and greater economic vitality. We'll be back to the second half of our interview with Michael Guyman in just a moment. Uh, we want to remind you, though, that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. We're back now with our interview. Michael Guyman from Tucson's Metro Chamber joined us on Friday to talk about the Back to Business Task Force with Pima County. And the challenge isn't just the, the, the health. I mean, obviously the pandemic is creating uh, a tremendous amount of strain on the economy across the, the globe, but you also have regional concerns with how do you, uh, how do you unwind this stay at home process? The, the, the world is working through it. The United States is working through it. Arizona's working through it. The region is working through it. Tucson is working through it. And we all have different levels of, um, of issues that we have to address. So from a chamber's perspective, I understand you just got involved with um, directly with the county and uh, Chuck Huckleberry's effort to uh, create a, a back to work task force or is it a back to business task force. Back to business, yeah. yes. In fact, uh, Amber Smith has been asked, our president and CEO has been asked, and she's already started <laughs> uh, to lead uh, the committee that relates to employers and employees, kind of breaking uh, breaking this they broke this this uh, back to business task force into into four major areas, um, you know health and safety, uh, things that relate to the county's employees and the way that they conduct conduct, conduct business moving forward, uh, employers and employees, which I uh, uh, mentioned that relates to the what Amber is heading up. And then um, restaurants. They wanted to do something specific with restaurants uh, because, like I was saying earlier, those have been the most um, hardest hit businesses. Um, and we want to make sure that we're doing the right things for the restaurant industry to uh, to make sure that uh, people are uh, feel safe and secure going back to restaurants and dining in restaurants again. So, so you know, we're we're helping to lead these efforts. Um, it's, it's a great relationship because we can bring the business perspective. And what we immediately did was we reached out to the different sectors. 
So like industrial, commercial, retail, office, restaurant, gyms, um, we're trying to collect information from them as to what they can do in their place of business to uh, ensure that things are clean, that things are safe, um, so that we can we can then take it to the county, and it's working directly with Pima County public health staff, um, who from their side, you know, they want to make sure that that we are doing things effectively so that this doesn't rear its ugly head again. Because the last thing we need is for shutdown orders to happen again, because that would be just devastating to the business community. Yeah, so you've got this interesting mix of uh, professionals, politicians, and public health officials uh, that are trying to coordinate one common goal, but they each have their own priorities in that. That's going to be somewhat challenging to, to get those in alignment. Do you? Uh, oh, do, do you see? Yeah, from, no question. Do you see from the? Obviously, the county can't do anything until the state um, provides some guidance. Uh, is there is there a good communication chain between the state and, and the county at this point? I think so. Um, you know, that's that's something that, that we're obviously uh, pushing for uh, because the last thing we need is for the jurisdictions to uh, take this on themselves. I mean, we hear we're hearing stories about you know some mayors of Phoenix uh, wanting to you know keep non-essential services. Uh, closed until September. I mean, so it would be, I think it would be extremely detrimental if we had jurisdictions start to act on their own and and not collaborate with each other. And so, so yes, we are pushing for that. We do want to work with the county. We want to provide guidelines. We want to work directly with their health staff uh, because they are the owners of the data that is coming in. And that's very important to be able to make data-based decisions. But, you know, we're also relying on the, on working with our partners uh, in Maricopa County, um, in other parts of the state, um, so that statewide we are making all these decisions together and we're comfortable with these decisions being made. Have, have you gotten to the point where you're discussing uh, anything you can share as far as timelines, uh, what what maybe not dates but what happens first who who is that first group that that once we're able to to open up what do you think that first group is that can can start to uh to see some some a little bit closer to normal business activity um i i think tom it's probably going to be initially uh, uh retail establishments uh i know that uh, they're trying to be a little bit a little bit more cautious with restaurants which i believe is why May 12th is being talked about because there are a lot of discussions with the Arizona Restaurant Association. As I mentioned, locally, we have our own, we stood up our own restaurant advisory council within the chamber. And we have a lot of restaurants that are a part of that conversation, which will feed into the discussions uh, had uh, that will be had uh, during this, uh, these uh, back to business task force meetings. So, uh, um, but I, I do think that you know, probably office, a little bit of retail. Um, those will be some of the first. Uh, then it will get into the restaurants, uh, potentially then, uh, you know, gyms and other spaces like that. Uh, what, what has been a real challenge in all of these discussions are bars. Uh, there's really has, there really has been no indication as to a, a date certain that bars would be able to open. And that's just because of the nature of the bar business. I mean, it's, it's a group of people crowded into one space, 
sometimes extremely crowded into one space. And, you know, even if, even if um, we put all of the um, health, uh, you know, uh, guidelines on, and the cleanliness orders and all that in place, you know, we as human beings may still say, well, yeah, they're doing that, but I, I still don't, I'm still not there yet. Right. Um, so it's, it's behooving of us to, to really work on that and to ensure uh, that these businesses are going to be um, safe to go into again. And I think you might have the opposite uh, effect with some people as well. They'll be so anxious to get back out, they're going to ignore uh, the, the guidelines because they're just wanting to get back out and back to a normal life. Um, and I, I, it's a very delicate balance, I think, from a, an enforcement sta- uh, status. You don't want to penalize someone for having a good time, but you also can't, can't allow people to, to really create what you said earlier, which is a second wave that could be devastating. Is there any sense of how that enforcement will, will look? Are, are we gonna see health officials in, in these bars and restaurants, or, or is it gonna be self-reporting, or, or is that, has that been talked about? Uh, that's that's gonna be a part of these next wave of discussions, uh, because we do really need these uh the businesses to be on board we need um the citizenry to be on board uh we need the health officials to be on board uh we really need this is really the time for cohesiveness uh because like you said the 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 other aspect of human nature might be to just say okay everything's fine let's just go back to normal and by doing that we may uh really hurt ourselves in the end by um, you know, the virus spreading again. And then, like I was saying earlier, uh, it would be the disastrous effect of, of having to close down again. So, so you know, this is this is really a time for, we, we talk a lot about how <laughs> we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together. Well, that together part means that we all need to be on board. We all need to, uh, to be cohesive as a society and, and, and really embrace uh, that together aspect of it. Well, Michael Guyman, Vice President, Tucson Metro Chamber, a native Tucsonan, uh, a wide variety of activities from a political and social standpoint that have uh, all sort of culminated in this position to, to help lead our, our community forward. Uh, I appreciate your time and look forward to seeing all the, the great things that come out of the chamber in the, in the next couple of years. Thanks so much, Tom. 